Welcome to this week's episode of the Integra Podcast, where we discuss everything from wisdom to wellness to woo. So, without further ado, let's get to it. Welcome to the Integra Podcast, where we talk about all things wisdom, wellness, and woo. Today on my show, I have my guest, Benjamin Yeh. Benjamin is a business and transformation coach. His career has evolved from being a real estate consultant, investment officer for a family office where he invested over $1 billion, serial entrepreneur, husband, father, advisor, and coach, and overall student of life. Combining his investment experience, business coaching, and spiritual journey, Ben empowers entrepreneurs on how to gain clarity in their purpose, their true north, and thrive in their business with aligned direction, strategy, and execution. Ben launched his Boom Vision podcast in 2021, a show designed for driven entrepreneurs and professionals seeking clarity, purpose, and happiness. His show dives deep on how to create lasting success by building a solid foundation of a healthier mind, body, and soul. It starts with a powerful mindset. Thanks so much for being here today, Ben. I'm so excited to get to talk with you. Likewise, Heather. Thank you so much for having me on your show. And I'm very grateful for this opportunity. Yeah, yeah. So I always love to have my guests uh, share their why. So what made you switch from working in investments to doing this more consciously minded coaching? Yeah, great, great question. Let's, uh, let me start by zooming out first. Mm-hmm. So I would say right now I'm in the third chapter of my career. Mm-hmm. My first chapter started um, as a real estate hospitality consultant. So okay. once I got out of grad school, I went into a graduate degree in real estate, but concentrated in hotel finance. Oh, okay. Um, so my first job was a real estate hospitality consultant. So Doing that for four years, all that means is I lived out of a suitcase. Oh, right? wow. Yeah. <laughs> right. And, and what was very interesting, it was the day before Christmas in 2008, mm-hmm. where I was driving into uh, downtown uh, LA and mm-hmm. I had this gut feeling, oh, I'm going to get laid off. And sure <gasps> enough, I went in that morning mm-hmm. and I got laid off. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh, that, that's a whole host of emotions that happened then, mm-hmm. right? And, and what's always interesting is when one door opens, uh, one door closes, another one typically opens if you're right. looking in the right areas. Right. And, and so that's when I started my second chapter of my career, mm-hmm. which was I had this amazing, amazing opportunity to work as an investment officer for a family office. And so a family office is just a fancy term for an investment team. And mm. usually it's an investment team for high net worth individuals. Mm-hmm. And so the family office that I worked for, the principal, the principals were the founders of Pan Express. Mm. And so they, wow. <laughs> yeah, they went from one restaurant. Now they have, I think over 2,200 restaurants and it's wow. all family owned. Oh man. Yeah. That's so they amazing. don't, it's an amazing, you know, American entrepreneurship story where, you know, they had one store for, I think, 10 years straight, and then they opened a second, you know, restaurant, and then mm-hmm. all of a sudden they realized, oh, wow, the quick service format is a mm-hmm. much more um, compelling model to duplicate, mm-hmm. and, you know, the rest is history, and mm-hmm. so when I joined them, the intention was that they already had a fairly well-oiled machine in their restaurant side, mm-hmm. all the income they generated on that, how do we invest on their behalf? And so, so initially, because of my real estate background, you know, we bought a lot of retail centers, we looked at um, apartments, we looked at Mm. office buildings. So we, uh, so I worked with the head of real estate in acquiring and and building their real estate portfolio. Mm -hmm. Now, because of how much money they generated, a lot of people knock on the door asking, do you want to invest in this startup? Do you want to invest in this fund? Do you want to invest in this company? Mm-hmm. And because I was consultant, it, it just, you know, those opportunities sort of just fell on my desk. You know, the principal would be like, hey, Ben, what do you think about this? And mm-hmm. 
So throughout that course of the seven years, not only do we look at real estate, we've invested in practically almost everything under the sun, right? Mm, and mm -hmm. within that seven year span, I invested well over a billion dollars, which wow. was just a lot of money when you think about it. Mm -hmm. right? But money, you know, later on, I realized it's just energy. Yes. Mm -hmm. Just energy, right? But at the time, I was very left brain. I was very 100% logic based, mm -hmm. right? And, and something happened during that second chapter of my career. It was, I have so, so much to be grateful for working for Andrew and Peggy Churn because, mm -hmm. you know, I met my wife there, right? Oh. She was in HR. <laughs> I was in the family uh -huh. office. And so me and my wife, Ruby there, we got married. And when we had our first child, it was during that maternity leave that I was forced to turn off my BlackBerry. I didn't know there was mm. no incoming emails coming in, right? And so mm -hmm. I was forced to unplug. And it was the second week after my son was born. I remember laying in bed next to my wife. I was staring at the ceiling and had this vision came to me. Mm -hmm. and, and it was interesting because the vision was this house with a front yard it was two kids running around. My wife and I were there. Mm -hmm. Everyone seemed happy. And I knew this mm -hmm. was a vision of the future because at the time, my wife and I was still living in an apartment and we just had our first child. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. And what was very confusing and odd for me as I was watching this vision play out is that it seemed like everyone was very happy, but internally, I was feeling empty. I wasn't mm -hmm. feeling the same level of happiness. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. And I had to really sit with that. I was like, why do I feel this way? Why do mm -hmm. I feel this lack of happiness as I'm watching this vision? Mm -hmm. And when I really dug in deep, I, I under, finally understood that the path that I was on was really a path designed by society, by culture, by my parents. Mm -hmm. It wasn't a path that my soul wanted to be on. Right. Uh-huh. Right. And... And for someone that was 100% logic-based and left brain, I'm like, right. what do I do with that? <laughs> yeah. What? Uh -huh. <laughs> right? uh -huh. and, and it wasn't until a few years later that I finally took that leap of faith and started my third chapter. But mm -hmm. it was a very confusing time for me you know, mm -hmm. when I had that vision and I just felt stuck. Mm -hmm. And... And, and I'm also very grateful because Panda has a culture of always continuous learning. And mm. at the time, both my wife and I, we've taken Landmark Education. We've taken Tony mm. Robbins. So we've done a lot of that self-development, um, self-improvement mm -hmm. work. Mm -hmm. In conjunction with that, though, my wife and I started also having you know, experiences with Theta healing, Reiki healing. Mm -hmm. What is all that about? All the mm -hmm. energy work. And, mm -hmm. you know, my both our families are Buddhist, but mm -hmm. it wasn't it wasn't something where I practice, you know, religiously on a daily mm -hmm. basis. Right. So I was um experienced with religion, but it wasn't, I wouldn't say at the time I was a very spiritual person. Mm -hmm. But but something about that first theta healing session and and doing energy work on myself, uh, it really activated and opened this, this channel of just, okay, what does spirituality mean? What does energy mm -hmm. work mean? Mm -hmm. And and throughout that journey, you know, that what I share is that my professional journey, my personal journey, my spiritual journey, they're all sort of just intertwined. Mm -hmm. And and intertwined in this in this merging of these three roads. When mm -hmm. I realized, okay, I don't believe my purpose in life is to be a lifer at Panda. I mm. mean, if my intention was to build this amazing career as an investment officer for a Forbes 500 family, like this is it. There's absolutely no reason why I would leave right. that position. Mm -hmm. uh, but at the same time, I, my heart knew Mm -hmm. I wanted my life to be more meaningful than a number. Right. Uh-huh. Right. Because as an mm -hmm. investment officer, you're value you're evaluated by really an IRR, which just means internal rate of return. Wow. Which is, you mm -hmm. know, and I knew my wanted my life to be more meaningful than that. Mm -hmm. And so as I mentioned a few years later, that's when mm -hmm. I started my third chapter mm -hmm. as an entrepreneur, you know, having 
when you're investing in different companies from startup to nine figure funds, you know, it's like betting on horses, right? When you're betting mm-hmm. on that horses, I realize, okay, I caught the entrepreneurship bug. I want to be able to create something on my own. Mm-hmm. And so that's when I left back in, gosh, I think it was around 2000, would have been around 2015. Oh, okay. And or 2016, 15, mm-hmm. 16. And, you know, it's been six years since I've embarked on this third chapter of my career, mm-hmm. but I've started different businesses with different partners. And what was fascinating is, you know, I, I had that squirrel syndrome, right? Shiny object mm-hmm. syndrome. Oh gosh, and, yes. And it was funny because at one time I wanted to be a coach because when you invest in companies, by nature, I was a coach. I'm working mm-hmm. with CEOs. I'm working in executive teams because we have money with you. I want you to succeed, right? Right, exactly. And and so from just you know my previous position, I would be coaching, but it, it went beyond just scorecards and KPI. KPI stands for key performance indicators. It went mm-hmm. beyond just measuring numbers. It was really right. more. I was I had this more of a holistic perspective. Mm-hmm. And my wife being as intuitive as she is, mm-hmm. she would share like, you know, Ben, I see you most alive when you coach people. Mm-hmm. And she was right. And right. I was like, mm-hmm. I, okay, there's something there. I really need to lean in on that. And so my first iteration, my initial intention of being a coach was, okay, what, well, based on my life experiences, I wanted to merge this space that was taking a bit of the world of Tony Robbins, but also taking a bit of the world of Warren Buffett, mm-hmm. right? How, mm-hmm. how, how, do, how do we, how do we you know, there's this beautiful space in between that. Right, and, right. and so initially I created this website and I wrote mm-hmm. like, I think 10 different blog posts. And I was about to launch this, this coaching of, you know, really merging the, the, the mindset, but also, you know, the investment world and I remember the day before I was going to publish that website, I got this phone call. I got this call from a friend where he was a advisor for a startup. And it's like, hey, Ben, I think you're really headed off with this co-founder. Do you mind just meeting with them? Because it had to deal with real estate. Mm-hmm. And I think you guys, there's something there that you guys might hit it off on. And so I'm mm-hmm. like, okay. So I met with this co-founder and sure enough, we hit it off. It was like, you know, mm-hmm. meeting like a lost brother. And, and he was certain Ben, you have to be the CEO of this startup. And I was like, wait, I, I'm about to go to this coaching mm-hmm. thing. I don't know, you know, but it was a shiny object syndrome. And, and he, and he, he really enrolled me to, to lead this charge. And so, you know, my path got sidetracked and mm-hmm. being a CEO of this real estate startup. And I did that for a year. And I had the elements and experience of being able to lead that charge. But mm-hmm. through the process, I realized, wow, like this is, again, this isn't what my soul wanted to mm. be on. Mm-hmm. And, and, and towards the end of that, that experience, that's when I told my co-founder, hey, I might have to step away from this because it's just, I realized it's just not in alignment of, mm-hmm. of what I want to be. You know? right. You know, when I want to take a backseat and be an advisor for this startup instead. Mm. And mm-hmm. so, so through this third chapter, you know, with a lot of different twists and turns, again, my wife was like, you know, you should really look into this coaching thing. I was like, okay, you know what? You're honey, you're right. Yeah. Always right. Let me let me really sit with it. And so I, I remember uh-huh. I went back to that website. I looked at all uh-huh. the blog posts I read and I was like, this felt like old energy. This was like ah, evolved from me. Uh-huh. Right. I mean, and, and what's interesting is, you know, Heather, when I had you on my show, uh-huh. you mentioned you mentioned about that cookbook and then you're reading it and it's like, wait, the timing's not right. So why uh-huh. pause that, right? It's the same kind of feeling. I look back at that coaching website. I was like, you know, I've since evolved from that because mm-hmm. spiritually I've also grown and, and there's not a lot of elements of spirituality in this second iteration. Mm-hmm. So rather than just tossing all aside, I was like, okay, what really is my why? Where have I, where have I evolved to and how mm-hmm. do I best amplify that? Mm-hmm. And, and when I really right. sat with it and meditated on it, I was like, okay, mm-hmm. where am I in life right now is sort of this hodgepodge of left brain, right brain, soul brain. Mm-hmm. 
And, and what I mean by that is I'm not hundred percent logic based anymore. I, mm-hmm. that's the muscle that I've exercised throughout right. my life in the past two decades, mm-hmm. but I knew just sticking with just a conscious mind and IQ alone can only take you so far. Right. There's so much more there. There's so much beauty in, in the whole spectrum of things. Right. Yes. And, and that's when I was like, okay, what I, what I didn't realize until later on in life was how much of an empath I was too. Mm-hmm. And, and sort of a side story here is that, you know, when my son was born, um, before my son was born, my wife was pregnant with our first child. It's funny because I think at the, the, there's this thing where when, when mothers are pregnant, sometimes their uh, sensitivity to their senses are heightened, mm-hmm. right? They might have sort of food cravings or they mm-hmm. might be able to smell more than have, you know, certain mm-hmm. things like that. Right. What they didn't tell people is sometimes it happens to the husband too. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Uh-huh. And, and why I say that is because uh, one incident was that I remember we, at the time I was still working before I had my office, I was working out in the cubicles and, mm-hmm. um, I had this coworker, Janet. And that day I just had, for whatever reasons, like I'm sitting next to my, you know, behind my laptop and mm-hmm. I had this, had this pounding headache, mm-hmm. I had this really strong pressure on my right temple. And I had mm-hmm. this piercing pain that was just feels like needles was being stuck in my mm-hmm. you know, back left head and mm-hmm. it was very specific right mm-hmm. I was like what is it why I have mm-hmm. this like headache and I, I remember stepping away from the cubicle to take a restroom break and once I stepped out of area it just went mm-hmm. away mm-hmm. I was like what so then I went to the restroom I came back and right when I came back to my desk came back again I was like oh wow uh-huh. what is this right uh-huh. and, and this was when my wife was pregnant during that yeah you know, uh-huh. our first first pregnancy and and I looked over and I remember Janet is not as talkative as before. And so I just like, mm-hmm. hey, Janet, are you feeling this headache? And I was describing mm-hmm. the headache sensation. Mm-hmm. She looked at me, she just, her eyes just widened. She was like, yeah, that's exactly mm-hmm. what I'm feeling. And I was mm-hmm. like, Janet, you got to get out. <laughs> I was like, I can't handle this. I don't know how you're feeling this. You need to go home. First of mm-hmm. all, are you okay to drive home? Mm-hmm. And if you are, please, you have to leave. Cause I'm like, I'm, feel, I'm picking up everything you're feeling. And I'm standing, mm-hmm. I'm sitting about, gosh, like maybe five, six feet away. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, there's good mm-hmm. amount of distance, but just in that aura of energy, yes. I was feeling it. Uh huh. And, and again, that time I didn't really understood about energy fields and, right. uh-huh. and energy, but that was my first early glimpses of, wow, I didn't really how much of an impact I was. Right. right. Okay, so, uh-huh. so having those experiences now fast forward to my third chapter, what I began to exercise that internal muscle, but mm-hmm. then also really the type of coaching I do is, you know, I'm a business and transformation coach. Mm-hmm. I say that most people see my experience and they gravitate towards the word business. Right. However, right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I'm really more anchored at transformation. Mm-hmm. And what I do is, you know, when I talk to people, I really get a sense of the words and language they use because mm-hmm. the language and words we use have energy behind it. Right, exactly. And, and when I sense the energy behind the words they use to describe themselves, their journey or the, you know, their vision or wherever they want to go, then I get a good glimpse of not only their belief system, but their limiting mm-hmm. beliefs. Right, exactly. And once I understand where the limiting beliefs are, okay, then what are really the root causes of that? Mm-hmm. And so what I do then is I really listen to, you know, metaphorically, their vision, for example, is they want to run the Boston Marathon. They want Mm -hmm. to do the Ironman. Right. But if the language they use is in a 5K level. Right. Uh There's a gap. Mm -hmm. So what's the root cause? How do we we help you upgrade that language? Mm -hmm. What's the limiting beliefs you have that's anchoring you to the 5K level? Mm -hmm. How do we help you evolve and strengthen to 10k to half marathon to marathon mm-hmm. ultimately mm-hmm. to the Boston marathon right right and and so what I do is I really sense the energy I look at okay do you have a sense of direction of your true north mm-hmm. what your purpose in life is mm-hmm. and once we do that once you have that direction then we talk about the strategies and tactics right mm-hmm. the tactics is what you do to win the daily battles right the strategies is what you use to win the war Mm-hmm. but the, the direction is you got to zoom out and be able to understand, wait, am I even in the right war? 
Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Right. And so I, I really, with the language they use, I get a sense of where they want to be when there is a gap in between. And if there is, why is that? Mm-hmm. And then I really then look at, okay, how do we get the inner, from your soul's perspective, that sense of direction, and then reverse engineer that? Then what are mm-hmm. the steps you need to take to get there? Mm-hmm. Oh, I love that. Yeah, that's, that's wonderful. <laughs> well, and it all, it all starts from within, you know, we've been taught to look outside of ourselves for, you know, society taught us that that's how our parents were brought up and raised probably, mm-hmm. um, you know, and, and so when we find out that we have to connect with our inner wisdom to find our true north, then that's when the magic really does happen. And uh, yeah, and being in alignment with um, what, yeah, that vision that you see, you know, out there. So, so you do this work and um, you've really come to it where you start with people in that way. So when you have someone new who comes to you, kind of what, how do you work with them uh, to get beyond just that logical brain how would you start with them good question so what i've learned is so i mentioned i think you mentioned on my bio that i started my podcast boom vision Mm -hmm. and and my initial intention for why i started that podcast is because i just wish my three-year-old self Mm. had the language to help mm-hmm. me process what I was going through in life in that time, mm-hmm. right? When I, when I, when I, before I start my second chapter, when I felt stuck, when I had that vision, how do I process that for mm-hmm. someone that's being logic based and left, right? Brain, right. Mm-hmm. My belief system at the time was seen as believing, mm-hmm. seen yep. as believing, show mm-hmm. me the proof, show me the data, mm-hmm. then I'll believe it. Right? Yeah. And and before I was like, wait, what's believing scene? What, what does that even mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I just wanted to create language to help me process. And so, mm-hmm. and so what I, what I came to when I really sat with it, the down what mm-hmm. I got was, okay, there's three core pillars in building a mm-hmm. powerful mindset because okay. your inner world is what creates and amplifies your outer reality. Right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. right your outer reality really is a byproduct of what's going on internally exactly and and if you think about society right now with the you know with youtube with all the social media um, that's out there there's a plenty of videos and and information on strengthening the physical body yes right in terms mm-hmm. of workout in terms of core muscles whatever it is mm-hmm. there's there's so many different exercises and, and disciplines the but how do you go into your mental gym Mm-hmm. How do you strengthen your inner world? Mm-hmm. And so the three core pillars I share in my podcast is it's your imagination, it's your voice, and it's your intuition. Mm-hmm. It's your imagination, voice, intuition. What do mm-hmm. I mean by that? Mm-hmm. The imagination yeah. is what you see mentally. Mm-hmm. Yes. Your yeah. voice or your inner voice is what you hear mentally. Mm-hmm. Your intuition is what you feel internally. Mm-hmm what you see, what you hear, what you feel mm-hmm. creates your inner world that then amplifies your outer reality. Mm-hmm. So then the question is, if, if you resonate with those principles, those mm-hmm. core pillars, then how do you strengthen those, mm-hmm. those three things? And right. why I share this to answer your question, Heather, is because when I started my podcast and you know, the language, this, this is the whole premise of Boom Vision, and we're going to build upon this foundation. Right. And, and what happened as a, as almost like an, I don't want to say it's a byproduct, almost as a natural filter is that for the, for the clients I have, what I ask them to do, either they've already listened to my podcast and that's what gravitated towards mm-hmm. them towards mm-hmm. me. Or if they haven't listened to it yet, I ask them, please listen to the first four episodes because it tells yes. me a little about who I am. And then also these three core pillars. Mm-hmm. And if that language resonates with you, because mm-hmm. if people ask, what's it like working with me? It's like, well, if you listen to the podcast, like it's, like it's exactly how it is working. Yeah, with exactly, me. Like, exactly. The language I use. Mm-hmm. And, and it almost acts as a, as a filter because if yes. it resonates, then I already know innately, hey, this, this will work. Yes. Mm-hmm. If it doesn't resonate, that's okay. I might not be the best fit 
in the journey and the chapter right. that you're in right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and so yeah, that 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 first four episodes and really seeing if that resonates, mm-hmm. it helps me because because it distills to one simple question. For me, it's what is your current relationship with the word energy? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's it. Mm-hmm. Because if I understand what their relationship is to that word, that gives me a glimpse of, okay, is this a open pistachio or a closed pistachio? Yes. Uh-huh. Right. I think, I think we share that in our interview, yes. but, but for your uh-huh. audience, you yes. know, I, I, I forgot who I was talking to because one of the fellow coaches, but it was a very beautiful analogy because, you know, if you think about pistachios, mm-hmm. buy a bag of pistachios. 95% of it is there's the, the shell is a little bit cracked, right? Yeah. So it's easy mm-hmm. to pop it open and eat the pistachio. You're right. Every now and then you'll, you'll come across this closed pistachio, uh-huh. right? Yes. And uh-huh. those little suckers, it's like, if you put it in your mouth, you might chip your teeth, right? <laughs> yes. It's just so oh, hard yeah. breaking it open. You got to put 10 uh, units of energy just to uh-huh. open one unit of your word, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm at my life right now where, you know, I have two young kids. It's like, I, I am very, very selective on just how I spend my energy. Yes. Right. Definitely. Mm-hmm. And if someone is a closed pistachio, they're closed minded. They're not mm-hmm. open minded to explore mm-hmm. that. It's very difficult. It's not impossible, but it'd be, it'd be a lot of energy spent mm-hmm. to even just cracking it open before you really get into the good stuff. Mm-hmm. Right. Exactly. And so I realized that, wow, my podcast becomes really a filter to see, are they open pistachio? Because mm-hmm. if they at least are open and curious, I just need a little crack. That's all I need. Okay, perfect. Mm-hmm. There's a lot we can work with that. Right. Right. Uh-huh. But if it's just really close-minded, yeah. man, like it's just, it's uh-huh. really just not worth it. Right. Right. Because you're going to spend three sessions or more just trying to wrench open that, um, the, that piece, that mindset piece. And is it worth it for them? And is it worth it for your own time? And, you know, as, as somebody who's very sensitive, your energy is really your currency. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's your currency. It's your fuel. Yes. Yes. Right. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. And prior your priorities are important and, you know, and that's important for us to know. So we talked about your approach. So what do you think? So our view of what a good entrepreneur is shifting, mm. um, you know, you know, we think back to, um, do you remember, uh, I can't remember the name of the, it was an investment movie uh, from like the 90s, 80s or 90s. Um, and like Wall Street? Yeah, like a Wall Street one. And, and that's what <laughs> I think of. And I know that's not an entrepreneur, but, you know, thinking of these, I mean, I grew up um, in the 80s. You're younger yeah. than I am. But, you know, it was all about that, you know, um, Glenn something I don't know oh Glenn Glenn Gary Glenn Ross yeah which was basically always be always be closing right yeah yes yeah yeah just that you know Mm -hmm. and you know is that was the way that um business was run and entrepreneurs were running things and you were always you know that was what business was about and um so now but we're in 2022 now and um you know there's been a big consciousness shifts um and so how what do you think makes a good entrepreneur now and you know do you feel the way you know business we are doing business now is shifting are you seeing the approach shifting across the board you know because you are working with these people who are um in the higher realms of uh, energy making, <laughs> money making, yeah. really. But yeah. so, do you see um, that shifting, or or what, or at least the people you're working with? Yeah, no, that's a that's a beautiful that's, question. That's a very complex question. I was going to say, so, yeah, it's a little complex. Like, you want to break? Can you break that one down? For I, us? I can. I can. I can. E- I can easily break that down. I, I that's what I used to do is taking complex things and simplifying it. So perfect. Now we just do it within you know the context of energy and and transformation. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Good question, Heather. So, so let me say this. Um, what's interesting, if you're looking in the last several decades, mm-hmm. you know, by the way, I am a big 80s fan. So I love 80s music. Oh, and movies, and I'm a big movie guy. <laughs> so I knew exactly which movie. I was like, wait, okay. Pastor, which one are you talking about? Mm-hmm. So, so Glenn Gary, Glenn Gary, again, Glenn Ross, man, I always butcher that word. Um, that one was about sales and it was about mm-hmm. always be closing, right? Mm-hmm. Wall Street, you know, the famous quote in there is that greed is good, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. Right? And he was a corporate raider. And, and if you really think about what word has really replaced that energy, but it's really no different is um, this hustle and grind mentality, right? Right now, if you yes. think about what if you think hustle. about what people define, it's this mm-hmm. hustle and grinding, and it's yeah. like you know staying up at three in the morning and like uh, waking up mm-hmm. first thing before everyone. There's there's something to be said about having great hardworking discipline, without right, a doubt. Right. Mm-hmm. But the thing about the hustle and grind mindset, which I love and hate, okay, mm-hmm. it's is that it almost creates this environment and space where people are then being in the hamster wheel where they don't give themselves space to actually take a break and look up Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because when you're too focused on grinding and hustling Mm -hmm. do you ever give yourself the space to look up and say wait am i going even in the right direction right Uh uh-huh yeah not really Mm -hmm. and and so the thing about you know your question what makes a good entrepreneur I want to break it down into two different ways, Mm -hmm. you know, because the question is, all depends on your perspective. Is Mm -hmm. it how society views what's a good entrepreneur, Mm -hmm. or are you saying internally from Mm -hmm. within what will make a really good entrepreneur? Because those are very two different perspectives. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and you're right. We are in this age now of group consciousness has evolved to a certain level mm-hmm. that's very different from the 90s and you know early 2000s mm-hmm. and and what i'm seeing now we have we have so much more information being thrown at us than we had access to 20 years ago mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. before we had smartphones before we had social media before we had these daily dopamine fixes Right. Oh my right? gosh. Yeah. Back then, you know, it's like, hey, just play in the front yard with your neighbors or your friends and we'll be uh-huh. throwing a frisbee or mm-hmm. you know, or or something. And now it's like everyone's on their phones. Right, right. Mm-hmm. So it's it's a double-edged sword because you have access to information immediately, but at the same time, are you do you have a filter in terms of when you consume that information? Mm-hmm. Right. Now, now, why am I saying that? Bringing back to your question on what brings in a good entrepreneur, what I found is it really depends on the journey that that soul is meant mm-hmm. to take. Mm-hmm. Some people's journey might be best taken through just trial and error. Mm-hmm. Right. Trying right. new things, taking things. And there's, mm-hmm. and there's something to be said about trying different flavors, right? Mm-hmm trying different business model, trying different career paths and seeing Mm -hmm. what resonates, what doesn't and being Mm -hmm. really in tune with that. There's other ones where they, they might be blessed to know what their soul's purpose is early on, early on. Mm -hmm. And when you'd have that and you're in true authenticity of who you are and just go with that path, then things naturally, the universe naturally just brings the right Mm -hmm. people and resources into your life. Mm -hmm. And yep. when I reflect back on all of the success and failures I had, right, in all the different chapters of my career, it's like, wow, yeah, there's certain times where, man, it just feels like it's an uphill battle. Mm-hmm. Why is that? And, and in hindsight, it's like, oh, because <laughs> I wasn't meant to be climbing that hill. Mm-hmm. Right? Right, exactly. And, and But then there's other times where, Oh, but there was a lesson I needed to learn from that. So I need to mm-hmm. stick with it until I learn that. Right. It doesn't mean anytime you reach an obstacle to abandon. That's not what I'm saying either. Right. right? Exactly. Exactly. And and you just have to be in tune on weight. Mm-hmm. What direction I want to go? Mm-hmm. Do I want to go north? Do I want to go northeast? Mm-hmm. And once I realize that I resonate, okay, that's the direction I want to go, then something really interesting happens. You're going to be 
felt compelled and pulled to that vision right rather than feeling like you're being pushed towards it and that different magnetic sort of directional pull Mm -hmm. for me at least and what I've learned is that wow it's a really big difference in terms of how opportunities and things come into my life and Mm -hmm. how I actually solve obstacles and and roadblocks that might come along the way Mm -hmm. Mm yeah Yeah. does that answer your question Heather yeah yeah because what keeps popping in is that it's a lot about introspection it really is um you know what's working what's not working um looking at those failures really as feedback um, and getting you more honed in on and narrowing your focus so that you can find that right uh, path, you know, and uh, place on the road where you're supposed to be. So yeah, no, I think that really does. And yeah, mm-hmm. and everybody has their different path. Um, but, you know, uh, and, and, you know, we never know what anybody else's you know, background is, they may have ancestral trauma or, you know, trauma where they have, it's so ingrained that they have to work themselves to this, you know, to make it, to hustle. Um, But if, you know, if we, if um, one's ready to come and work with someone like you who can help them unwind some of that old uh, programming, narrative, Mm -hmm. story, and create a new one, um, it just can really open them up and allow it to flow in a more, uh, yeah, a better state of, of being, really. Yeah, and, and something you said really resonated with me, Heather, mm-hmm. is that going back to your question about what makes a good entrepreneur, mm-hmm. for me, it's working on a driver rather than the vehicle. And so mm-hmm. what do I mean with this analogy? is because you brought up limiting beliefs, which is, right. it's, it's baggage, right? Mm-hmm. And, and, and the thing about the vehicle is that with this, again, with this whole hustle and grind mindset, mm-hmm. everyone wants to upgrade their car. Everyone wants faster revenue, more revenue. Mm-hmm. Everyone wants, you know, to upgrade from their Camry to a Ferrari. Uh-huh. Right. And, and at the same time, it's like, wait, it's not about the car. It's, you know, business is a car, your career is a car, mm-hmm. but you as your soul is the driver. Mm-hmm. it's about the driver because right. what people don't understand or s- some people do is that you can upgrade your car tomorrow or even today mm-hmm. but guess what that 10,000 pound limiting belief baggage you have in a trunk that gets mm. moved over from Camry to the Ferrari anyways exactly whether you like, so it, whether you like it or not uh-huh. right? I love that analogy uh-huh. and so and so if you just focus on letting go of that limiting belief Mm-hmm. By virtue, you're already going faster without even right. changing your car. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And so when you think about good entrepreneur, for me, it's defined as weight. Just mm-hmm. focus on being a great driver because regardless of the vehicle, mm-hmm. of whatever business model you're in, whatever career you're in, mm-hmm. you have the right foundations of being a phenomenal driver. You will go mm-hmm. very far in life. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's not about the car. No. Not about the vehicle. Mm -hmm. And so how do you do that inner work in conjunction with the outer work? Yes. To set yourself up for success. You're right. Exactly. And that's what you are modeling to people because that's how it's worked for you. Right. So, oh, I love that. That's beautiful. So um, I always like to ask my guests um, tips or um, just some guidance you might have. And so what would you say is the most important thing uh, a person should do when they're feeling that urge to shift careers? Um, You know, maybe they've been in, you know, a career that they've been in for 25 years that's given them that financial security, Hmm. but their soul is calling them to do something different. Hmm. Um, So what would you say is the most important, you know, maybe one or two tips that you could give them. Yeah, it's a, that's a good question. That's a great question. (laughs) So a couple things come into mind. So, Mm -hmm. so if the person is, has been in a career for a few decades and 
has built, you know, a financially sound environment for them and th themselves or their family, mm -hmm. but they're, but they've lost that inner spark, right? Mm -hmm. They've lost that inner joy. The first media advice I would give is do something in your life, either on a daily basis or on a weekly basis that brings that little joy in you. Mm -hmm. do you even create the space and the priority in your life to do so and and, mm -hmm. and th those little joys could be listening to music that moves you mm -hmm. it can yeah. be it can be you know reading that book being out in nature right um any hobbies you might have I mean mm -hmm. if you think back as a, as a childhood mm -hmm. you know and, and all those years there's certain times where you did have those glimpses of mm -hmm. pure bliss mm -hmm. Yes. What was that? Those are mm -hmm. all breadcrumbs to give you those indication. Mm -hmm. And and so for the first thing is you have to be able to understand that vibration and feeling and energy of what it feels like to have joy. Because mm -hmm. then if you know that sensation, then you have something to compare it to on, well, if I'm taking a different career change, if I'm doing something, does it give me a similar sensation and feeling mm -hmm. right if you're, if you're not even giving yourself the bandwidth and a space to do something that brings you joy then how right. do you know if something that you're going to do is going to mm -hmm. reignite that inner spark right right because you could be again like you know getting just that bright shiny object because you're just not happy at this moment right your logic mind's like oh i know how to do that i have confidence in doing that so let's mm -hmm. do this right mm -hmm. but if it doesn't bring you that mm -hmm. joy if you don't know how to compare it with internally wait is is it have any glimpses or any sensation of yeah that would actually make me feel happy mm -hmm. that's why you have to start strengthening the intuition muscle mm -hmm. yes you've got to be yes. able to feel and the mm -hmm. easy access to feel is music Mm -hmm. yes yes right mm -hmm. and so um the second tip i'll share for your audience is i have this i have this mo this morning routine this morning mm -hmm. ritual that i share with my audience on boom vision which is it's really these four simple steps mm -hmm. okay and it takes no longer than six minutes so it's something mm -hmm. that's simple to do mm -hmm. and the four steps is the first step is be in a calm state how do you bring yourself into a calm state? Now, mm -hmm. this can come in different forms for depending on where you are in life. Mm -hmm. Some people can meditate. Right. I'll be honest. If I were to sit cross-legged and close my eyes and meditate for 30 minutes, I will fall asleep within the first five minutes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's just the way I am. So, so meditating for very long doesn't work for me. Right. right? Yes. No, I get it. Mm-hmm. But meditation, what is that? It's just doing something simple to quiet the mind. Mm -hmm. If I'd really distill it to its simplicity, that's what, uh, that's what mm -hmm. it's intended to do. So mm -hmm. is that taking a walk around the block? Is that mm -hmm. running? Is that simply doing a one minute breath work of breathing in, breathing out? Right. Uh-huh. Right. Whatever it is, mm -hmm. first step is getting in calm state because you want to mm -hmm. quiet what I call the wind tongue. Okay. Right. Exactly. Mm -hmm. All right. Then the second step is setting your intentions. Mm -hmm. What's the intention you want to set out for that morning, for that day? Mm -hmm. And the way to phrase it is my intention for achieving X is Y because it makes me feel Z. Mm -hmm. My intentions for achieving X is Y because it makes me feel Z. Now, mm -hmm. why I phrase this sentence that way is if you know the why behind why you want to achieve that goal, mm -hmm. and then if you go one level deeper, knowing what it makes you feel, mm -hmm. then that that exercise of knowing the why and what it makes you feel mm -hmm. will start bringing more clarity in why you're making certain decisions and why mm -hmm. you want to do what you want to do, mm -hmm. and being really just authentic about it, right? Right. Uh huh. And. And so when you're able to declare that out loud, my intentions for achieving X is Y because it makes me feel Z. Mm -hmm. And the third step is picking a song where the vibration and the energy of that song mm -hmm. matches that feeling of Z mm -hmm. that you mentioned. Mm -hmm. If my intention for achieving Y is X because it makes me feel Z and Z mm -hmm. is because it makes me feel fantastic. It makes me feel mm -hmm. confident. It makes me feel 
worthy, whatever it is, mm -hmm. then pick a song that matches, that raises that vibration in order for you to help achieve that intention. And you want to mm -hmm. set that intention as you're listening to that music. Mm -hmm. And the song is like only like five minutes, right? Right, right. Uh -huh. So it's just listening to that song and having that intention with you. And then the fourth and final step is making that declaration out loud. Mm -hmm. It's saying, and pick a word that really resonates, that helps brings you to that feeling state. So the fourth and final step is saying, I am mm -hmm. dot, dot, dot. Right. I am confidence. I am worthy. I mm -hmm. am love. Whatever word that comes into mind intuitively mm -hmm. uh, you want to say now why is the words and saying it out loud i am why is this so powerful heather mm -hmm. i am i a m i stands for intentions a stands for actions m stands for manifestation mm -hmm. what i put my intentions to the actions of declaring out loud that actions you take to back up your intentions you manifest mm -hmm. so when you say it with that such intense intentionality mm -hmm. there's so much power in that other it really is there is there's uh yeah it is and powerful because it comes from within it comes from within mm -hmm. and and when you're able to do that morning ritual if you just do it for a few days i mean i, I say this on my on my podcast on my 15th episode mm -hmm. um you know and and i go through these steps but you know i, I the, the one thing i've also created too is yeah, if you need music to help you get to that, if you mm -hmm. want that one minute breath work, I've actually created that MP3 for your listeners. So towards the end of the show, I could give you a link and yeah. people can go do that and just mm -hmm. download, you know, it just, you know, all, all I ask is just subscribing to my Boom Vision community and right. you'll be able to download that one minute breath work. And there's three playlists, one on high energy, one on confidence and one on self-love, self-care, oh, right? Uh -huh. Whatever that you need to help support you in raising that vibration for the current stage that you're in. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, those are great. Oh, thank you for sharing all of those because that's just perfect. And like you said, it only takes a few minutes in the moment, We in the morning. Yeah. We don't, it, it doesn't have to be anything longer than that. Right. Um, you know, be, and it's not, doesn't have to be about trying to wrestle that monkey mind or the wind tunnel uh, or try, yeah, I'm trying to put the wind tunnel in a bubble. It's really about uh, setting those intentions uh, and uh, yeah, always looking at the highest piece. So I love that. So yeah, so you have, you just mentioned that you have a, um, an offer for the Integra listeners mm -hmm. and um, that information will be in the notes as well as um, we'll talk about that a little more. And so it has those three um, uh, one minute meditations, would you call them meditations? Oh, yeah. So, uh -huh. so the website is simply my name mm -hmm. um, backslash. Thank you. So it's www.benjaminyeh.com backslash. Thank you. Mm -hmm. And and when your listeners go to that to that link, uh, by signing up, you'll be able to get access to a one minute breath work recording, mm -hmm. where I just go through a simple. It's just one minute mm -hmm. <laughs> of a breath work to get into that calm state. Right. And I also have three different playlists of songs okay, I personally like curated. Uh huh. Right. So these are all songs I curated that really gives that sense of. Uh -huh. whether it's confidence, whether it's high energy oh, or whether it's mm -hmm. self-love, whatever, right. whatever you need uh -huh. to be able to accomplish that routine that I just uh -huh. kind of laid out. And it's so true. You know, those, those kinds of playlists are so inspiring because when you're down, I have a playlist that I use from one of my mentors. And when I listen to it, it's just, it really shifts my mindset that day. You know, if I'm having kind of a, you know, suffering a little bit from anxiety because mm. you know sensitive beings we do it you know it yeah. happens but we have to have our tools in our toolbox obviously but right. um you know so i really encourage you all to uh download his information so to find out more or to contact ben you can go to his website which again is www.benjaminyay.com 
B-E-N-J-A-M-I-N-Y-E-H.com. He is on Instagram at Benjamin Yeh, LinkedIn, Benjamin Yeh, and his Boom Vision podcast. I really encourage you all to listen to it. Um, it's really, really great. I love not only your interviews, but also your own personal musings that's, uh, that you uh, offer people in the first four um, uh, first four episodes. And so, and, and it's more than musings. It's, it's not just that it is guidance. It's clarity. It's, um, really shifting your mindset. So I encourage you guys to listen to that as well. So Ben, thanks so much for being on the show today. I appreciate, uh, you being here. I feel fortunate being able to share time with you. Um, and, uh, and the energy has been amazing. So thank you, Heather. It's such a pleasure. I'm so glad Kate connected us and yes. I'm very grateful to be on your show. Yeah. And, and then, yeah, honestly, if you're any listeners, if you have any questions, just shoot me a DM on Instagram or, you know, I'm happy to just, yeah, if I can add, add that value for you in your life, mm-hmm. you know, happy to, because I've, we've, I've been there. I get it. Yes, <laughs> you know? yes, yeah. yes. Those moments of when we can have somebody kind of help us with that next step is always appreciated. Um, so again, this has been the Integra Wellness, the Integra podcast, where we talk about everything wisdom, wellness, and woo. Don't forget to like and subscribe and send us a comment. See you next week. Today's podcast is brought to you by Integra Holistic Wellness, home of the Integra Wellness Method. At Integra Holistic Wellness, we recognize that you are made up of four integral parts, body, mind, spirit, and soul purpose. When you work with an Integra Holistic Wellness mentor, you'll be guided how to integrate these four parts of your being through nutrition and movement, mindfulness and emotional release connection to others and your higher self and your soul's true purpose. To find out more and connect with Heather, contact her at support at integraholisticwellness.com. That's support at integraholisticwellness.com. You can also catch her on Instagram and Facebook at integraholisticwellness. That's I-N-T-E-G-R-A holistic wellness.